Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you so much for this new day. Thank you for this privilege and opportunity to be here at camp meeting. And Lord, for this group of people who um, have a burden for families. We have a burden for, for reaching out and for sharing. And we just want to thank you for um, bringing each one here. This morning, as, as we talk and we share and we pray together, we ask that your presence will be here in a powerful way. We know that the devil is attacking our families and um, we want to be part of the solution and not part of the problem with that. So we're asking for your thoughts, your ideas, your wisdom and um, guidance in this. And thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So what we want to do here today is just share resources with you. Uh, that's pretty much what my department at the office is, is to have resources for you. And also, we do um, several different retreats. We have marriage retreats, we have a family retreat, uh, things like that. But the biggest thing that I can give to you is resources. Another thing that we're really working on, and I, I need to get a lot better with this, is putting more resources on the conference website underneath the Family Ministries um, page so that when you go to that site, you'll be able to find, um, you know, how to do whatever. So you'll have, you know, just go and there'll be links that either take you to somewhere or we want to start doing some videos, some training videos, so that you can click on there, this is how you do this, or this is how you do whatever. So that is something that is in the works, but right now, um, we don't have that. So. so what I want to do is share just a few different things that you can get online. And this white paper that I put out here, I kind of just did the a couple websites, and then I did how to get to what I'm going to show you because we didn't have Wi-Fi in here. So if you've ever wondered what your responsibilities are if you were the family ministries leader or if you're just interested in, in finding different um, resources, one of the first things that you can go to is the Advent Source website. And that's you're going to find that right here on the top, your, top of your paper. And... This tells you exactly how to get to this little book here. Now, it doesn't look like the same book that you got, but this is just the new cover. I went through, no, this is your catalog, so that's, how, that's where you're going to find, find their resources to buy, but this is free. Now, no, you, could, you could buy this, but this, this particular, they have it on their website. So this is the old cover. This is their old one. I had some extras, so that's why I have them here for you to take. This is the new cover. So if you were to want it, if you, instead of paying for this, this is how you go to the website and download it. Okay? So that's one of the, one of the things. This quick start guide, it just has ideas in it for you how to get started with your ministry. Okay? Tells you who to kind of how who your members should be, you know, the on your committee, who you need to talk to, like you go to your pastor first and things like that. So it kind of walks you through, like right here, potential family ministry committee members. Um, your 
it tells you at least one single person, at least one married person, um, the Sabbath school leader, the home and school leader, personal ministries leader, um, different ones like that. You know, this just kind of walks you through, tells you kind of what your duties are. And I would say that in each church, um, you're going to have to kind of tailor it to your members because some of our churches are very, very small or they have no children or you, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to tailor your, you know, what you do to, and, and as far as getting members as well, people to on this committee, you know, you might, there might only be a couple of you. But anyway, this kind of tells you how to go about brainstorming ideas, implementing all of that kind of stuff. It gives you some, some ideas of things to, um, that you might want to, like empty nesters thing, um, marriage strengthening programs, different stuff like that. Gives you holidays, the things that you might want to celebrate there at your church. Um, and then in the back, it has a family profile form, which you can give to each of your members and kind of get an idea of what the interests and the needs in your church are. So this, this one has the same stuff in it, just like I said, it has a different cover. But you can download that. Another thing that you can download, and I don't know if any of you have ever seen it before, it's called the Family Ministries Plan Book. This, this is, I downloaded this one. It's called, this year, it's Reaching Families for Jesus, Strengthening Disciples. And the whole thing is, um, it has sermons, it has stories, it has um, different uh, seminars that you can do. And then in the back, it's leadership resources. And it has, um, let's see, gives you some of the different resources that um, the Adventists have put out. Real family talk. And then in the back, it has um, a part for family ministries, policies, and purpose statement. And it has how to give presentations. It has surveys, more surveys in the back. And this, these surveys are a little bit more in-depth. So, you know, even if you didn't want to download the entire book, I would suggest these surveys would be very, very helpful to kind of find out the needs of your families. So there's a family life profile survey. This gets your ages. It gets... Um, whether they're married, single, never been married, all, all kinds of stuff. The ages, you know, and then there's another one that gets the ideas of the things that people might be interested in or their needs. So I would recommend, I'm sorry. Oh, this is not, this is a book called um, The Family Ministries Plan Book. It should be, you should be able to purchase it, but if you don't want to purchase it, write on this white paper, I put how to get to it so that you can actually download it. So instead of purchasing these, I think, I can't remember how much they are, but they're probably like 12 or so dollars to purchase it. You can just download it for free. Okay? So I've given you, on this white sheet of paper, I've given you the instructions of how to get to it. Okay? So all you have to do is download it. So these are the kind of things that you can do for free that, that won't cost you anything. And then, um, let's see, 
if you go to um, uh, okay, go back up on this white sheet of paper, back up to Advent Source. They have a training guide. They also have the Quick Start guide. They have a resource catalog, which I just gave you. I gave you their resource catalog, but that's a free downloadable. They have the Family Ministries Curriculum and the Family Ministries Handbook. Those are classes that you can take. So those are actually, you can download those as well for free, and those are actually classes that you can take to learn more about Family Ministries. And then the starting of Family Ministries in your local church and the Evangelism Outreach, all of those are free resources. Then if you go to the North American Division's website, like I said, you can get this Family Ministries Plan Book, and that's, that's another really helpful. Also, you can see, if you go to the Adventist Family Ministries website, you'll see there's other free downloads under Resources. So they have a directory of counselors. In this directory of counselors, you can actually plug in your state, and it tells you all of the counselors that would be in your state in, throughout the areas. And on that topic, we also, as a conference, have, it's, it's not on my website, but I'm going to actually get that on, under the family ministries part. But we have, Lori Snayman has put together a counselor directory for the state of Michigan. It has all of the Adventist counselors, and it also has Christian counselors. And she's actually gone through, um, uh, called different ones, kind of find, found out what their philosophies were and those kind of things. So this is, this is on our conference website, but it's under the ministerial department. So if you wanted to download this, I didn't have, I didn't make copies of these, but this is the, this is the counselor list. It has their names. It kind of, it tells what their specialty is. It tells, you know, it gives you all their information for contacting them. And it also tells whether they're an Adventist or whether they're a Christian. And it goes by county. So on the left-hand side, it has, you know, whatever county that you're in and then tells who they are. So that's another resource that, that you can use. But the North American Division has it for the entire North American Division, a counselor list that you can... That you can um, they also have newsletter ar archives and a video library of different things. So just something that you might want to check out on their conference website. Another thing that I found, and I don't, oh, I don't know if I brought any of these. I have them at my booth. This is a website that I found. It's called sabbathideas.org. And I thought I brought these, but maybe I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Well, I have these at the, at the, at the booth, but anyway, it's just sabbathideas.org. There's over 400 different ideas for things to do on Sabbath. It's just a really cool website, so I just wanted to share that. Because sometimes you might want to just put in your bulletin something for families, you know, like a little insert of something. This is, you know, an idea that you could do as a family, and I'm sure you'd word it different than that, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. I think the more that we can put um, different things out there for our families, just ideas, things people might not think of, something to do on Sabbath afternoon or, you know, I, I know I know that um, a lot of times you're so busy and you get up to the Sabbath and you're just exhausted and you, you don't have, people don't always put the idea, you know, the thoughts in 
to what can we do to make Sabbath special? And so sometimes just that little, uh, that little idea that they might see in the bulletin, you know how we put Ellen White quotes in there for, for inspiration or whatever. Have a family nugget. Have a, something about, you know, that would be, you know, something to do with families that would be encouraging. I'm sure you probably do that. I know you have a blog, and you put out marriage. Yeah. Tell us about that real quick. This is Amy Austin. For about a year now, I've been sending what I call marriage moments, and I just have gathered um, email addresses from my churches, and then I got on Facebook, and I offered it to anybody that I know, and some of them send it on to their churches, but it's just a short little um, nugget, um, not for people who are just struggling in their marriage, but for people who just want encouragement or little ideas or just reminders to help them have healthy, strong marriages. And people have said it's a blessing. Strong Tower Radio posts them on their mm-hmm. Facebook page now. and So it's gone well. Thank you. That, that I think, is a wonderful idea. And I think that could also, you could find um, good ideas about parenting, just nuggets, different nuggets, and put those, if you have, yes. Well, <laughs> this, this is like just an idea at this moment. But you know before evangelism series, sometimes there's health nuggets that um, Evelyn and Vicki have put together. I think it would be so great to have family life nuggets I have totally to strengthen. Of that. Yeah, <laughs> you should do it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something I have thought about. I, we need, we need that would to be do that. so amazing. I think it would be so great. Mm-hmm. So I agree. So I'm going to put that on my to-do list. <laughs> no. Okay. So I also wanted to tell you, I you all got one of those brochures, um, one of these, hopefully. If you didn't, we'll hand them out. This just tells the different events that family ministries, and I don't do the father-son, and I don't do the, the father-son canoe trip and that, but I put it all together in one so that it kind of all relates to families. But the family camps, this just tells when the family camps are at Camp Asable. And it also has the father-son backpack and canoe trips for anybody that's interested. And then also we have, I don't know how many of you are aware, that we have a family retreat. And this year it's going to be in September. We've moved the date hoping that the weather will be nice. And it gives a description under each of these, so I'm not going to go into it. But um, we also have two marriage retreats, one at Camp Asable and one at Crystal Mountain every year. And this year... We've done it in the past, but this year we're starting it up again. We're doing a marriage retreat at Camp Segola. So we'll, yeah, we're, we're going all over the, the country. Uh, you should all have gotten one of these lending library catalogs. These are just leftovers. But what I reason I'm showing you these in this brochure is if you go to the conference website, and I have this on here on your white paper, if you go there, those are two of the resources that you will find. And also at this time we have several marriage retreats. I think there might be three or four that took place at Camp Asable and we had them recorded and you can go back and you can watch the different sessions. So that would be something that you could share with church members that might be, they can actually go online and watch former, you know, um, marriage retreats from the past. 
So those, that's another resource. We have up here, I just brought several. In our lending library, these are some of the, the resources from the lending library. If you were to want to do, and Linda is going to share with you, but Bob, is, Bob um, Benson, I'm sorry, we didn't even introduce you guys, but Bob Benson and Linda Campbell have both done different, Bob has actually coordinated, how many, three? Okay, marriage, marriage strengthening weekends. So he's going to share how to, how to do, how, what they did. Linda has done a lot of different things at their church, and she's going to be sharing resources, ways to find um, good deals, how to get freebies, uh, all, of, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be letting them share. But I just wanted, she brought some of her, her resources too. But what I wanted you guys to see, and you can look at this afterwards, is we have, if you decide that um, you would like to do a family, some type of a family, um, either a weekend, a whole weekend, or you just want to do like maybe one night a week for six weeks, something like that. These are some of the resources, and I wanted to share. Um, Gary Thomas is one of my favorite Christian authors, and he's done a DVD series titled Sacred Parenting. So there's a six-part DVD, and his, his sessions are not really long. They're maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so, and then there's the workbook to go along with it. I sat and watched every one of these because I always watch everything before I recommend it, but I highly recommend this series. Um, this is in my lending library, and how that works is if you are wanting to borrow anything from the library, you just email me or call me up. I will send it to you. Uh, you use it, and then you get it back to me. So if you don't want to have to spend money purchasing something for your church, I have resources that you are able to borrow. Um, so this is an excellent series. Anything to do with um, homosexuality, I have several of these of the coming out. I don't know if you guys remember that group that was here, the Coming Out Ministries. They have put together quite a few DVDs, and so I have these. Um, this Probably most of you have heard of Love and Respect with Dr. Emerson Egerich. I have several of these sets, so if you ever wanted to do a marriage seminar, I have that. Another one that I, this is Gary Thomas again. This is a series, and he's done one, two, three, six, six sessions. These are probably a half an hour long or so. This is for young adults. This is for doing... Um, like pre-dating pre and dating and engaged, okay? This is an excellent series, excellent. And then these are, these are the, it's a handout, but it's, it's a reproducible um, handout that you can use. So this, this is another one. So if you have any young adults, any, um, and I would say, I would say 12 years old and up, this would be really good for. He's talking about, about looking for the right person and how saving yourself and all of these kind of things. It's, it's an excellent series. So if any of you know anything about Gary Thomas, he's, the name of it, I'm sorry, it's called The Sacred Search. And the sacred, the, he, there's also a book called The Sacred Search, but this is, I'm just sharing with you 
uh, DVD series that you would be able to do as a as a series. Yes. Well, it's it's not a workbook. It's it's reproducible. I was able because I purchased. They, then I was able to download, and then you can you can you can redo those. So with every set of these, you just you just reproduce. Now the um, Adventists have put out the Help I'm a Parent series. So we have from birth to there's three different sets, and they, it goes all the way up to I think 18 years old. So it starts. This one is the um, eight to 12 year old, but I have the birth to um, you know, what comes before 12, 11 <laughs> series. <laughs> so if you were wanting to do a parenting seminar, there's this. And you, you guys can look at these later. Um, I just purchased the divorce care kit. This is a whole long series if you were wanting to do a series for people who are divorced. And you're welcome to look at this more. No, this is not by Adventist. Uh, actually, this week at camp meeting, uh, there will be this exact series is going to be presented. So if you wanted to see what it was, you could pop into one of their sessions. I don't remember when they are or where they're located, but you can, you can see it. In, it's, it's under the Family Ministries, um, our section, and it's called Divorce Care, and I don't know what their time is or where they're going to be, but if you were interested in doing something like this for your church, you might pop in and just see what it looks like because they're going to be doing it all week long. Gary also has done a DVD series called Cherish, another excellent, this is for marriage, another excellent one. These would be really good for if you had, you know, a, a small group. You could use it for a large group as well. But, um, you know, this is very good. The Sacred Marriage, another excellent marriage seminar. And you guys can take pictures of these or whatever you want to do. Uh, not to leave the Adventists behind. <laughs> they have, from this day forward, this is, um, there's three different couples who present. So I have that. And then uh, Willie and Elaine Oliver have done a series, Marriage in God's Hands. So these are just a few of the different things that I have in, in the lending library that you would be able to borrow if you wanted to do some type of a, of a series or something like that. So, no, where'd Bob go? I was going to let him... <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I have, I'll just introduce him, he's not here. But Bob Benson, he's a pastor, and right now he's pastoring the Cadillac and, I don't remember, Lake City? Here he is. I'm yeah, thank you. I was introducing you, but you know what? I'm going to let you introduce yourself. But anyway, Bob has done so many different different things, and um, I just know that he has a lot to share and would be a real blessing to you guys. And then after he's done, Linda's going to share. So Family Life is um, in part for Elsina Day because we had this storybook romance and dating and all that. Everything was so easy and so awesome. It was just like you found the right person that committed to Christ, who wanted to serve Christ, and I felt the same way. And then you get married. And then you begin to realize that there are things that you didn't realize going in. Not that they're bad, but really if you look at it and it takes sometimes... Uh, years, maybe even a decade, to look in the mirror and realize I'm a selfish person inside. 
And that spouse is the mirror that helps you realize that. And then you begin to realize, you know, it's about 28 years of my marriage. I just kept thinking sometimes, well, maybe she'll change over time. But then I realized the problem is me. Because I'm the one that needs to submit to Christ and allow Christ to change my heart and my life. So it took a long time. And it sometimes takes our, our, our family, our church families, a long time to realize that marriage is an enterprise to help sanctify us. You know, it really is. It was a brilliant design by God. A <laughs> brilliant design. To have somebody that you love the most on earth, aside from Christ, to be the person through whom Christ and the Spirit work oftentimes to help nudge you in the direction you should go. And, uh, and you know how sometimes that can be a little painful. <laughs> and uh, so, but it's all good. Anyway, I thought I would share this morning I was working in safety. I was supposed to get off at 1 o'clock, but Roberto Gonzalez and I were talking about family, talking about the crisis of family. Um, he's from Hispanic culture, and he talked about the challenges of family, so much abuse in the family. And I don't think, you know, even in the Adventist world, we kid ourselves if we don't think there's a lot of emotional abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse going on. There is a lot of that going on. And uh, so the question is, how, what can you do? I, the text that I was interesting, Matthew 24, 14, you've heard it many times, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. It, it's fascinating to me is that the first place that sin touched was on the marriage relationship. After the robe of light was lost and all that, the first thing that sin did is it started to destroy the marriage relationship. The woman that you gave to me, right off the bat, boom, sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from our spouse. And the gospel is all about reconciling us to God. And as we are reconciled to God and our spouses are, we're also reconciled to one another. So the gospel has to, the Bible has to help us uh, to heal and to help us reorient ourselves with godly living and godliness and help to reconcile us. So how do we do that? You know, one of the things, going back to that text, though, that the gospel would be preached as a witness. And Ellen White says that one of the most powerful witnesses is a well-ordered Christian family. So if this gospel is going to be preached in all the world as a witness, part of that is a well-ordered Christian family. They're a powerful witness. <clears throat> and you know, from the recent Supreme Court decision in 2015 to destroy marriage and expand family with a new definition, including homosexual community, etc. Satan is still out trying to destroy it. And the first place that sin touched was the destruction of the human family. So it's an all-out war. I mean, you talk about warfare, you talk about the great controversy, it is over the family. It's over your spouse, it's over you and how you relate whether or not you're going to be able to allow Christ to show the oneness that he's prayed for in his church to be a part of the oneness of you and your spouse or not. So we're, how can we provide intervention? What can we do? And that's kind of where marriage uh, enrichments, marriage retreats, all that play a critical role, in my opinion, uh, to help provide the tools that would um, enable you to develop the oneness that God wants to see in working with your spouse. That would be such a witness. So for myself and I, Elsina, uh, kind of interesting, we, we found ourselves at Family Life International at University for four summers. 
going through these, they had week-long events. Uh, just they, they looked at the 12 models of marriage, like, you know, family finances, family, sexuality, uh, conflict resolution, communication. They looked at 12 different models. So they would do three a year. So over four years, you get the whole models. Um, to try and really hone in on having a, the best marriage relationship possible and fulfilling all these things and being good mothers and fathers as well. So, but breaking that down, how does that come back to the church family, the local church family? Because, um, well, the society, families are starting to fall apart. Uh, not too far behind that statistic is also a rise in the falling apart of marriages in our Seventh-day Adventist church family. We kind of, we kind of are, we're, we're not quite as far off in our statistics, but we're not too far behind, and the trend kind of goes the same way. You know, it's moving to more dysfunction and more difficult as our world is falling apart. So I, that's where family life uh, weekends, marriage retreat weekends, can really kick in play. So that's what we did. One of the things we did in one of the churches I had was we had some marriages that were struggling. My guess is that most of you come from church families that have marriages that are struggling or aren't achieving the goal that God set for it. So we decided to, let's, let's, uh, let's do a local marriage retreat. And why do local? Well, honestly, um, I love Gail's ministry here and what she does with marriage retreats. Crystal Mountain, I've been to one of those. Wonderful experience. Very enriching, very empowering. God's grace is there. Uh, up to Camp Sabo, same thing. What a blessing, what a blessing. But then I begin to realize some things. There are some people in the local church who don't have the money to go. And they are too embarrassed. They will never ask for anybody to help sponsor them to go. And they will never go to side of parenting. Uh, so others, they're, they're not going to entrust their kids to people to watch for the weekend. They don't, they don't live near extended family, so they don't have grandma and grandpa close, so they don't have that option. And there's no way that they could feel right about relinquishing their kids into the care of somebody else to go and save the marriage. So they're, they're not going to go anywhere. Um, so for all of those reasons, and there are more reasons too, like they just don't want to travel. They, they like to be home, and my wife's a homebody, so she'd be content to stay at home and never go outside and explore the world. Uh, others want to do that, but others would rather just stay home. So if you provide it at the local church level, you're going to broaden the participation base of people who would never go to a conference-sponsored thing. And I, I want to say, I, I, I encourage the conference to keep doing it. I encourage people to keep going there. But I would also encourage the local church to look at this as ministry because this is a great opportunity. Uh, you're going to reach people that, as good as those programs are by the conference, they're not going to touch some of the people in your church family. So when we look at marriage retreat, what we did is um, we prayed about it, and we had the blessing of somebody in our church was connected with Buddy and Carmen Griffiths. And if you know who they are, I don't know if you've been to any of the marriage retreats that they put on, I think she's got a degree in psychology. She teaches at our Adventist University down in Southwestern, and she's an ordained minister, and she is also specialized in family, and family life leaders at conference level now, the union level, really super articulate, amazingly gifted by God for that ministry. And uh, so anyway, we decided to do that. <clears throat> we decided let's not do it in our local church. Let's um, check out and see if we can make an arrangement with the hotel, have a conference room, <clears throat> and... Then we can try and broaden it out to invite our non-ass friends of the community to come. So we did. We did that. Um, we had three non-admins couples come. So our church family, they, 
by inviting their friends, they were able to get three to come. So the fun part about this is that it's a blessing. There's a text that says it's more blessed to give and receive. So when Elsie and I go to marriage retreats, we're on the receiving end, and we are blessed. But you would not believe the blessing, the, a bigger blessing is, you know, some people need to, to have that blessing to, because their life is broken. They need to be healed before they can minister healing to others. But if you're in a pretty stable place, it's a bigger blessing to administer one. You got people who have prayer warriors. So they were praying. You know, as people begin to register, um, that went to the prayer warrior team and they began praying right away. Right off the bat, you know, this is weeks out still, but they're already being prayed for. Uh, so you have people who are planning uh, all this stuff. They're doing all the coordination with the hotel and with the cooking and the food and all that. So you got them involved. You got the registrars involved. You got the decorating committee involved. Uh, you've got uh, you've got people buying gift bags and putting knickknacks in there, you know. And uh, the welcome committee as they come and people helping people get their luggage out of the cars to their their room where they're going to be staying for those who are staying in the hotel. So you have a broad participation base of the church family. And so as they did that, you know, it's interesting as we started. We had uh, the speakers up there, and everybody had these nice tables, uh, seminar tables. And then we had in the back, we had the people praying. And as you watched, you know, these people would come, and sometimes they're facing opposite each other like that as they're listening because um, the relationship's kind of struggling. So, but at the end, there was always major breakthroughs. And for all the Adventists, non-Adventists that came, they all came back the next year again. And the next time, one of them brought one of their siblings who was in a relationship where the only reason why they were there was because they were invited to come to this marriage retreat, and uh, he already had an appointment with the attorney because he was filing for divorce the next week. It was already pretty much the same. And they were ice cold. I mean, they were ice cold when they came. I mean, they were definitely turned away from each other. Um, so again, the, the crew in the back were the prayer warriors, and they're praying as the, as the leaders are, are teaching from the front. And God just did a miracle that weekend. You know, their marriage was revitalized. They went through the remarriage ceremony. Uh, they didn't come to our church. Uh, but, you know, the gospel king was preached because part of the gospel is the restoration of marriages and relationships. And God is being a part of the mix of that. So there's a thing called the Ingle Scale, and it's like this. You might not lead them to being a baptized member of the Seventh-day Church, but you might lead them to a place where they're not engaged with Christianity in any way, shape, or form, where now they see the benefit of having Christ in their relationship in their life. By God's grace, you've moved them one page closer to that decision. You're a tool for a movement in the right direction. God's got other tools he might use to take them to the next step and the next. But uh, marriage retreats are awesome because they're non-doctrinal. They're non-doctrinal. They're not like teaching about the Sabbath. They're not teaching about state of the dead. They're not teaching about the health principles. Um, they're teaching about relation principles, uh, how to have a connection with God, how to have a connection with each other, communication, and conflict resolution, and so much more. And as they experience the benefit of that, then it breaks down the barriers for them being open to opportunities to share with them more of the truth. Just like as health is entering wedge, um, I agree with what you said, that more evangelism, you know, especially in Latin America countries, there's a more of a push towards marriage because there's a lot of struggles down there as, as there is here. But 
there is more of this focus on family. And family is something that almost everybody can benefit from. You know, health is good, that is true. It is entering wedge. But don't neglect to think of the power of, uh, if you have some teaching or something that can encourage a spouse and knowing how to communicate and break through um, and save their marriage and enhance the relationship with your spouse, um, they believe me, they will remember who you are and they will listen to whatever the pastor is saying after that because they're, they're receiving the blessing. So anyway, we, we did this at uh, the Double Tree. We had a great response. Um, the other thing was that we had extended our invitation to all the surrounding Michigan Conference churches and all the surrounding regional conference churches. And we also invited, because Buddy Griffiths and, and Carmen speak Spanish, we also invited the Spanish community to come. And, um, you know, it, it's really good because, well, you know, while they're, when you're there at a marriage retreat, a lot of times you get the benefit of the teaching and there's a break. But during the breaks, they're doing personal counseling with struggling families. There's a lot of real deep healing that's going on. If you've got a good tool set and the Holy Spirit's working with you, you can do some major things. And so just um, one of the benefits was that we also had blended families come. And we have a lot of blended My family, one of my churches, I have like four blended families where they're married to non-believers. And um, so one of the things is, is, you know, a lot of times the wives will ask their husbands to come, and they're really, a lot of times they're resistant to come. They're resistant to going to counseling, and they're resistant to anything like this. But by God's grace, um, uh, she was able, she was a new Adventist about three or four years, and they had a good marriage, and it, this, this accepting of the faith caused a wedge in their relationship. And he knew she was a good wife, but he just couldn't, uh, he couldn't embrace some of the faith stuff, but he came. He came. And at the end of that weekend, she said, you know, I have made up my mind that I want to become a part of the, the members of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. She said, I see what you guys are doing. I see the benefit. And so uh, for her, <clears throat> it was a marriage retreat that brought them together, and uh, they became part of the family. So the impact was a blessing on the local church family. It was so exciting myself personally to sit on the back row and watch the struggles going on and be praying for that couple right there because right now you can see that they are struggling. And just having all the other prayer warriors just, just praying and watching the power of God move. And when it's all done said, they were so excited because their ministry resulted in people making decisions for Jesus. Oh, and also one other thing too is I do have like... A, some of the handbills that we developed, you would like to see that. We had some color handbills developed by a graphics design artist. That was really cool. Okay, if you want to take out your yellow handout, it's this one here. I'm going to be touching on some of those, uh, going into a little bit of detail to give you ideas. Uh, my husband George over here and I were family life leaders in a small church for a number of years, and our pastor's wife also was on our committee, and the pastor helped whenever he could. Most churches, and especially the smaller ones, have small budgets or no budget. So we were always on the lookout for bargains. You know, when we were out and about the secondhand stores, the garage sales, the clearance items, we were always hunting for things. We would plant, you know, think, well, we might use this in the future, so we put it in our, our box to have. And that way you can have some nice functions on us. And in, even if you have to do it yourselves, you have 
some stuff that you can use that's not going to be expensive. I'm going to go through under ideas for the church family. What we try to do to try to have something for the families in the church as a whole, and then we had a marriage, a mini marriage seminar once a year for the couples. And so for the church functions, um, we tried to have something once a quarter because um, I was also a women's ministry, so I had something once a quarter, and it gave us a month to plan. You can have it as often as you want. But some of the things we did, you can go down, and I wanted to elaborate on the banquets. We would have banquets. Now, at one banquet, we had a menu planned, and we had sign-up sheets and said how much we needed, so people would sign up to bring that. They bring it to the church. Another banquet, we would prepare the food, had a committee that would prepare it, and then it would be served. We tried to have the banquets nice. We would decorate them up. We always had a photo corner where we could take photos of the families, and we did this at the marriage, too. You can decorate it up. You can use a curtain for the backdrop, put some little flowers, a little bench. The couples and the families love to get their pictures taken because sometimes that's the only pictures they get as a group or as a couple. So that was always fun to do. Um, and if you're going to serve banquet, get your pathfinders, get your young people to be the servers. They enjoy doing this. You could tell them to wear black pants or skirts and white blouses or shirts, and they love it. One banquet we had, we had a community center, and we had, at one time, some homeless people, guys, living there, and they cleaned up, and they were our service, and these guys had a wonderful time, and it was a way to witness to them, to associate with the people. We always had some kind of entertainment at the banquets. Draw on your entertainment in your, in your church family, a skit, a poem, and if there's music or talent, have something, because after they eat, it's nice to have something to entertain them by. So that was one thing. Some of the functions, I've listed some of the ideas that you can use. One of the things, I, I don't know if you've ever heard, a long time ago they used to have what they called box suppers. Uh, you hear about, read about them in the one-room schoolhouses a long time ago. We did that in our church, and it was so much fun. The people would decorate a box, and then you bring it, and they draw numbers, and you get somebody else's meal. And we kind of divided it up for the young people and for the couples and for families. And it was a lot of fun. And some of the boxes were just really cute. One person decorated a box, like a toolbox. They had all kinds of tools. And the food inside was shaped like tools. It was, it was fabulous. Um, another thing is inspirations. You could do this on a Sabbath. Um, they, you know, when I joined the church as a teenager, we had seen inspirations at different churches, and we'd seen all the old courses, and then we would have some musical numbers. Our church really enjoyed that. We did that a number of times. Um, you can have theme programs. Uh, you go on the Internet, and you can look under uh, programs, and you can find out uh, different um, theme programs. We did a, sh a program on shoes. Our Vespers program was all on shoes, relating different types of shoes to our Christian walk. And then we went over to the fellowship hall, and we had the tables decorated with a shoebox and just a shoe sitting on top of it. And we played shoe games. Uh, instead, of musical, instead of musical chairs, musical shoes, you lined your shoes up around the table, and if you end up without a shoe, you're sitting down. So, you know, and the relays using shoeboxes and stuff. There's a lot of ideas you can find on there, and that was one theme program we had, and everyone had fun about with that. Now, on the marriage ones... 
like Bob was mentioning, there's a lot of lot of hurting people in our church. And we had many, many uh, seminars. We couldn't afford to do the motels. A lot of people can't afford to get away. But it was a weekend. What we did is we would have Friday night, then they'd have the church service. Our churches always had a partner. And then we'd have the afternoon and on into the evening. And we did have a guest speaker come in. It was Pastor Ron Kelly from the Bering Springs Church, and he was wonderful. He he did the Friday night sessions. He had the church service for the whole family, and then he went on to the afternoon or evening. And we only had the guest speaker that one time. But for the other times, we used we used um, the um, DVDs, like Gail mentioned. We used this one uh, at one. That was very good. Another time we used Dr. Kevin Lehman's, and he is very good. He's out of Arizona. And then we also did Mark Gunger's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. Now, um, we've, now she has that one at the conference you can check out. These, I went online, my husband went online and found these. Sometimes you can find them on eBay or just at, even secondhand stores. You can find them. What we did is we divided up how many discs they had. We usually showed two Friday evening. With a little break between, we'd serve like little finger foods or little refreshments. Then after the potluck, we'd show two more in the evening. We would have the banquet. We'd have a little banquet, sit-down banquet for them. And then we would have um, the, the rest of it. And then we always had a recommitment. If you have a guest speaker, they could do that. Or we would have our local pastor do the recommitment. The couples would recommit themselves to their marriage. Um, we always decorated the tables. We had card tables. We borrowed card tables from everybody, and we had a few, and decorated for their banquet in the evening. Each couple had their own little table. It was decorated up. We did the little gift bags like she gives out at um, at the marriage retreats, and um, the couples had their own little bottle of sparkling water. My husband and our pastor would dress up like the waiters, and they would serve the, mo the meals. They would pour the the sparkling juice and serve the food to them. And um, they dressed up like waiters. So it was a lot of fun. Some of the ideas that we did for their gift baskets, you can go on your one sheet. It tells you some different ideas where you can find um, things to do. This this is a little coupon book. I made it, and you don't have to do the fancy flower. You can just put a sticker on uh, One of your websites will tell how to make that. It has coupons in there. Um, we did a, a blue one for the guys, for the girls to give to the guys, and this one was for the guys. And the like, I would write down things that I, coupons that I would give to my husband, and then he would have that coupon book, and he could submit you a coupon and maybe get his special meal or a bath rub or whatever. And so these are inexpensive things you could put in your gift bags, and the couples enjoy that too. At your banquets, we always had name tags. You can go online and get um, name tags where you can print them off. They're free. Just go in and look under uh, place cards, and you can find them. And at each place, so each couple, when they go to their banquet, knows where they can get that. Now, what we did is, at the end, between each movie session, we had a drawing. And we would give a prize away. Now, we went online, and we were able to get some free, uh, reasonable books to have. Uh, one time, I'm not sure where that book is here. 
Oh, here. We got a real good deal on these, uh, the five languages of love. That was, uh, we could put it in a gift bag or you could give it as a prize. These games here, um, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus, Enchanted Evening, these are boxed marriage games, and I find those at the secondhand stores. They've been hardly used, and we use those as prizes. That gives the couple something to take home and to do like for their own date nights. Um, some of the other prizes, I'm just going to go briefly through this, because this is, we just, I, get, I get used baskets that are nice. I clean them up. Um, get a couple of little goblets. You get those at the Goodwill. They're like new. I take them home, sterilize them up. You can put it in a basket with some of this strong-like stuff. You can use a big bottle of sparkling water or a small one. You can put a little cellophane over this and put a bow on it. That's a nice little prize, a book, a game. Another thing we did one time I, I don't have is another little basket. Again, the little ice cream dishes you can get at the secondhand stores, a, a little ice cream scoop. And I don't have it, but we had towels that had little hearts on them, tea towels that we'd put in there. You could put a napkin or something. Um, just a cute little gift bag that they can take home. All gifts that we used for prizes were something they could use as a date night in their own home. And we tried to encourage the date nights. Uh, I wanted to go back for some of the prizes at your games for your family night at the shoe thing. We gave a shoe shine kit for a prize or a, a package of shoelaces or something for the prizes at the, you know, at your themed family things. Um, we did date nights after we, um, well, first of all, I wanted to tell you about, at the end of the marriage seminar, if you had gone to all sessions, you were eligible for a grand prize. Now, if you won one of the other gift bas baskets, your name was taken out, but for the grand prize, everybody's names was back in it. The grand prize was either a big gift basket with the makings for a meal, a pretty plates, goblets, the juice, some pasta, some marinara sauce. You know, all gift that you put a gift card in there, whatever. The other gift night we did was a night at a bed and breakfast. Now you wonder how can we afford that? We can't. The pastor's wife and I went around to bed and breakfasts. We had a little letter typed up, told what we were doing. We'd introduce ourselves, and we'd ask them if they would like to donate a night's lodging at their bed and breakfast to give away to a couple to enrich their marriages. Some of them will say, well, if you buy one night, we'll give one night. Well, we couldn't afford one night even. So um, we found some that would give us, when we did it twice, we um, got bed and breakfasts. One was in Ellington, Michigan, down near where we live, and one at, I think it was near Grand Ledge. I can't remember the town. Before we gave that grand prize, we would pray that the couple that really needed this getaway would get it. And you know, both times, the couples that won it was the ones we felt really needed. They had kids, they didn't get away much, and it was just a blessing, and they enjoyed it. I want to say that when you go around to your bed and breakfasts, or we did it to restaurants too, we would go out and get gift certificates to a restaurant. We give them away as prizes during the, the seminars too. And people are really happy to see that you're 
doing something for the community. And like Bob did, we had one or two couples come to our little mini seminars that were not Adventists. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, but when you go to, out to the bed and breakfasts or to theirs, we always dress in church clothes. We want to represent the church um, properly. We don't go in our jeans and stuff because we are representing. We always ask for some brochures from the bed and breakfast. Say, we'll be happy to put this on our handout table so other couples can see what your visit is. a form of advertising for them as a thank you for helping us with our um, thing. Do I have a couple more minutes? Okay. The other thing I wanted to say is after we had our marriage seminars, we had date nights. We had one date night at the pastor's house and two at our house. We cleared our dining room table out of our dining room, and we set up four or five card tables decorated for each couple, and we'd have four or five couples that had attended the marriage seminar for a date night. And it was each date night was a different set of couples. Uh, we had a planned menu. We made up little menus like this. Uh, they had two entrees to pick from. There was three vegetables. They could pick two from that and two desserts they could pick from. Again, our husbands were the waiters, and um, pastor's wife and I were the cooks, and we did also serve the dessert. We had a tea cart, and we served tea with the fancy little desserts on it. They got to pick out what they wanted, and then the guy served it. And after we, after we, um, we did that, we played games. And I gave you in the handout some of the games we played uh, on the back, questions about your spouse game, your wedding day, newlywed games. We would have the one spouse go into another room, and they'd write down their questions, come back. And again, we'd have prizes. You could use any number of these things I've mentioned for your prizes. And um, it was just a lot of fun. We had menu cards at the banquets. There's another thing you can do up at the banquets we had or at the marriage retreats when we had many marriage retreats. We had little menus so they know what they're going to be served that evening. So these are fun things that we did for the couples in our church, and um, I think it strengthened it. We had a lot of fun. I might mention the DVDs that we have available. They are not put out by our denomination. So for the couples in our church, we announce ahead that they're not Adventists put out. They might mention something like a, a go to church on Sunday or something. It's not really doctrinal, but... Um, we wouldn't announce that at the marriage retreat in case you have non-Adventists there. You know, you don't want to, but uh, we would mention that ahead. Uh, for the date nights, we sent out in formal invitations to the couples, and they were mailed to them. So these are just some ideas that we have done in our church for families. And I want to mention when you have your marriage seminars, there's a lot of single women in the church that are hurting. I was there at one myself and a lot of times there's women whose husbands won't come to the marriage retreats or any church function so they're more or less single in a certain so we would always have something for them and one of the things that they really enjoyed was a tea I would host a tea in my home for the single ladies that, or the ladies whose husbands won't come or the widows so they had something special just for them so that was one thing I wanted to point out, and I don't think that Bob said it, um, he put together this color sheet here, has all of the instructions or whatever of, how, of the things that they did, okay? So his handout has a lot of stuff.
Father, thank you so much for this uh, time that we've been able to have together. We thank you for your presence. And Lord, we have been given a challenge. We've been given some ideas. We've been given um, a little bit of direction and vision. But Father, we ask that you would continue to lead us in the direction that you'd have us to go, that you will give us a burden and that you will also give us the energy, the thoughts, the whatever it is that we need, that we can be that um, minister to your families in our churches and also to our communities. So as we go forward, we're just asking that you will go with us and continue to bless our efforts. Thank you for everyone that's here. And I just pray that you will be with them in a mighty way, with their families and with their ministry. And we just love you and thank you in Jesus' name. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.